3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. Welcome to 3CR Raising Our Voices, 8.55am. Today we're talking about Travellers' Aid with CEO Elias Lebos, uh, Kerry Cassidy from the Disability Resources Centre, Luke Stone from Armida and I'm Bronwyn Trickett from Armida. So thank you very much for joining us today, uh, Elias, Kerry, Luke. Pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Uh, Elias, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Traveller's Aid? Sure. So Traveller's Aid is a not-for-profit organisation that has been around for over 100 years now. It started at... Southern Cross Station, which is the former Spencer Street Station, and it was um, brought to life by the Young Women's Christian Association, uh, concerned for women and children travelling into and out of Melbourne, but more so into Melbourne. And this was happening in the late 1800s, but as uh, World War I came into play and uh, the men folk were off fighting uh, the war, um, there were many jobs and, and tasks that had to be done and it was the women who were back at home that were completing those roles, as we all know the history. But what that mm-hmm. meant was there was a migration from regional and rural Victoria of women and children and uh, it created such a demand for the service that the Young Women's Christians Association decided that uh, it's a standard, it could be a standalone service and... The uh, Travellers Aid Society of Victoria came to life in 1916 and um, mainly focused on supporting women and children. It, it's had a couple of different roles throughout its history and I won't go into that now, but one of the strengths of the organisation has been its ability to adapt to what the travelling public has needed along the way. So um, in the 1970s, when um, homelessness started to become an issue, um, that was dealing with a lot of men and so the organisation started to assist males as well as the females and children. Um, in the 80s when the deinstitutionalisation of people living with a disability was occurring, what we were finding was that um, um, people living with a disability were starting to travel independently and they would find themselves in the city of Melbourne and there were no support services at that time. Mm. They would be wheeled in or assisted in by couple of police officers and uh, they'd be asking us could you support these people help them in some way which then uh, out of necessity came our traveler's aid access service yes and uh, we started to assist people with disabilities so um, that's where our involvement in um, disability care and assistance came about so due to the deinstitutionalization I see. Mm. And Travellers Aid is a service that is in demand, definitely. And Kerry, you, as part of the Disability Resource Centre, have been involved in a study about transport. That's right. Throughout 2018, we travelled to uh, three regional areas, to Ballarat, uh, Shepparton and Sale. We also had forums in Dandenong and in the CBD of Melbourne. And we wanted to know from people with disabilities what wasn't working in public transport and what was working in public transport 
And we had one of those kind of dreamy ideas that uh, we'd ask people in a perfect world, what would public transport look like? Uh, We really enjoyed meeting with different people with such diverse experience um, and hearing their creative ideas. It was difficult to hear uh, the the stories of public transport use that uh, created barriers for them and meant that they couldn't engage in community in the way they would like. Mm. Um, But in terms of what we're speaking about today, particularly people in regional areas, um, Travellers Aid was one of those things that worked well for them. Luke, you've been volunteering at Travellers Aid for quite a number of years. And um, was it 10 years now? Yes. Okay. So um, do you want to talk about what you do at Travellers Aid, how, how it is that you are I volunteering? T- I take messages to some coast and fringe district stations. Okay, messages across yes. from the two. Okay, that's excellent. So I suppose... Um, our listeners would be interested to know, is there help for people with mobility aids? Say somebody gets stranded in the city while they're travelling or, or um, they really don't know what to do. Hmm. Um, yes, in, in short, yes. Um, we have uh, recently, uh, recently, so about three years ago, taken over the um, mobility centre that used to be run by the City of Melbourne. So they've contracted Travellers Aid to take that on and which we've gladly taken on Um, and what that means is for people who are traveling into Melbourne who either don't want to bring in their own wheelchairs or electric scooter or even a um, stroller for a child then they can hire them on an hourly rate or a daily rate or a half daily rate and weekly rates and and so forth so um, for a wheelchair you're probably looking around something like 10 to $15 for a day. So it's it's not exorbitant prices. The purpose of us running this as part of the work we do is we understand that the people who utilise our services generally um, may find these as a value add, this sort of service, and it complements some of the needs of the individuals that actually access our service. Um, so there's two ways of, of accessing that. You can either book those online or you can... Um, just front up to our Flinders Street station office or Southern Cross station office and then hire them on the spot if they're available. Mm. Kerry, you would have come across <coughs> quite a few stories during the study of people that needed assistance when they were travelling from place to place. That's right. Um, one story of one woman who spoke to us, she detailed an experience where she was coming from quite remote area of Victoria through a regional town and into Melbourne for a medical appointment. And she said she missed the last train home that day. And so here's someone who who really probably by taxi, if she was going to catch a taxi, it would be five-hour drive and something that she didn't feel she could afford. So she felt she was stranded actually in Melbourne overnight and she said that she was able to go to Travellers Aid and get assistance and what this says to me and I I don't know that people with disability know this service is available but when you're in that 
vulnerable moment. You're stranded in a city you don't know. You're a long way from home that there is a service that can help you. Um, mm, and that's that, a sense of security as well. That's right. Um, mm. Another story, and we have this in our report, um, the person said that they travelled into Melbourne on a V-line train and they were greeted and assisted by Travellers Aid at Southern Cross Station. From there they were assisted to a taxi rank and then this was duplicated on the return. And this person said that 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 helped make for a really good day. And the point here I think is that transition between say the train and your final destination, whether it's a hospital, whether it's a cultural activity, that short part of the journey can sometimes cause the most amount of anxiety for a person. Well, I know how to get on a train, on a V-line train into Melbourne, but I don't know how to get to the Moomba celebrations, for example. Um, And for people to know that there's a service available to help them just go that final leg... Um, I think would give a lot greater security and a sense that people can do it rather Mm. than missing out. Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. And it's not just here in Melbourne, but globally all transport systems are starting to acknowledge that the concept of the first and the last mile of a journey sometimes tend to be the most challenging. So even where public transport exists is how do you get people to public transport or from public transport to that final destination, which tends to be the biggest challenge. Um, And something we've acknowledged is that people's disability, whether it's age-related or due to an illness or a disability that they may have acquired at some stage through their life, doesn't just stop at the curb of a train station or a place like that. So those challenges that they may have within the train station will continue beyond the train station. And we've identified that there is a need to assist people beyond the train station. And that's why we offer a companion service to assist people, especially from regional and rural Victoria, if they can make their journey in by public transport on a v-line service generally v-line work together with us to ensure that that person is safe and secure on their system and then they hand them to us and we will meet them on the platform we will match them up with a volunteer and that volunteer will escort them to the final destination be that a hospital a medical appointment a legal appointment or some other essential appointment so it's making sure that people actually get to that support and get to that essential service. And, um, you know, I've heard of stories where people have found the travel so difficult that they've decided not to get the treatment. Mm. Yeah, we certainly heard that too throughout our project. I see. Yeah. Is there a cost for Traveller's Aid? Uh, There's a cost for everything in this world. Yes. (laughs) But fortunately... Um, it's subsidised for the end user, so um, we're funded by um, a number of different organisations, uh, Public Transport Victoria, Department of Health and Human Services, and we're also contracted by um, facilities like Southern Cross Station at Southern Cross Station, so the management of Southern Cross Station, but also V-Line at Seymour Station. So um, it's um, there are third parties that are paying for the service, but to the individuals using the service, it's free of charge. Okay. 
Luke brought up a really good point um, just before about service disruptions and what happens to people who have a disability who are using a mobility aid, that sort of thing, when um, when there's problems with the public transport service. Mm. You asking me, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so there, there are two types of disruptions, there are dis- and and it's a good, really good point because a lot of the research that we did, and, and I'm sure, Kerry, you would have found this in your research as well, that for most people travelling on public transport, um, regardless of level of ability, it's when the um, deviation from the norm occurs that creates the greatest amount of stress during that journey. But for someone living with a disability uh, or having mobility challenges as part of their day-to-day lives, then that's uh, amplified. And um, um, there are a couple of issues there. One is about making sure that there is sufficient information that informs people about what their options are. And I think that um, at the moment we're probably going to be bombarded with a fair bit of that given the disruptions that are occurring around Melbourne. And secondly, it's about accessing those options. Um, And so if the first type of disruption is that uh, a train gets delayed or um, a train gets moved from one platform to another or we um, have trains substituted by um, buses and that means people have got to move very quickly from one point to the other and uh, that's where Travellers Aid jumps in fairly quickly and we utilise our buggy service around the station and we move people around from point A to point B to assist them. And then there's a second type of disruptions that are more long-term, like we're just about to go through, uh, probably started this week, around the um, metro tunnel constructions and those disruptions tend to be uh, a lot more difficult because people still got to get to work and st- people still got to get to their appointments and what have you. And they need to navigate around some of these disruptions. So um, I'm well aware that uh, Metro Trains um, have in place a lot of support for people at the point of need. And um, we are about to embark on an assistance service at Federation Square that will assist people to get onto alternate buses and taxis for people with disabilities and mobility challenges. Mm. So um, there's certainly, you know, there's been a lot of work and consideration done around how best to assist people who experience um, some of these challenges during the disruptions. And, um, you know, we look forward to playing a significant role in that over the next few years. That sounds brilliant. I um, certainly know that travelling with an invisible disability is also very difficult and um, because it's invisible uh, other people may not be aware of uh, other commuters may not be and or staff at um, public transport staff may not be aware of the disability is there also assistance for people who have an invisible disability through travellers aid yes without a doubt Uh, it's a really good point and i think that concept of the invisible disability is starting to come to the forefront a lot more, which is really good. Oh. People are starting to acknowledge that it exists. Um, I know that there have been some studies that have highlighted that people have been reluctant to travel because um, they don't have a walker, they don't have a cane, they don't mm. have a wheelchair, but they move a lot slower or there is something that is impeding their ability to actually 
be as mobile as the rest. And what they find uncomfortable are the attitudes and the looks they get from other people when they mm. are attempting to board or attempting to you know, um, utilise public transport. So for us, and a great example of this has been our introduction of a um, transfer service, a buggy transfer service at the MCG. Some people may be aware of it. Uh, for those that aren't aware of it, it's to assist people to continue to engage and participate in the events that are held at the MCG. So we know that for some people, um, a football game once a week is probably the only social interaction they have. And for us, it's not so much about the football game, but it's about ensuring that people are able to continue to connect with their communities and participate in what their communities have to offer. The number of people when we were running the pilot that looked quite healthy and quite capable but were so pleased to receive the service or be able to access the service. And stories like, you know, uh, people who've had recent heart surgery or uh, respiratory problems and the walk from Brunton Avenue to the gates would have meant that they would have to sit down for about four or five times during that journey. The woman with uh, multiple sclerosis that's not tattooed on her forehead but meant that she was exhausted by half time and had to leave early and uh, access the buggy service to get to the train station. And there are so many examples of people that you would think, is there really any challenge that you have? But there were numerous, numerous examples of people that were grateful for the service because the underlying challenge was not visible. So without a doubt, at all our sites... Um, there is no um, pressure to prove that you mm. have a challenge. It is about ensuring that people can continue to connect, engage and participate in their societies. Yeah, that sounds really good. You're listening to 3CR Raising Our Voices with CEO from Travellers Aid, Elias Lebos, um, Kerry Cassidy from Disability Resource Centre, Luke Stone from Amida and I'm Bronwyn from Amida. And we're talking about Travellers Aid. I, I recall, Kerry, from the studies that the Disability Resource Centre were doing, there were some ideas that people had about a perfect world. That's right. We posed the question at the end of each of our forums, if public transport was perfect for you, what would it look like? And you can imagine there was a lot of um, wonderful answers in that Something that came up several times was around traveller's aid being available partway through a journey. And I guess we're talking about, about people in rural areas of Victoria who perhaps have to catch a bus to a regional centre where they connect with V-Line um, or even if they've had to catch a taxi or in a private vehicle for a couple of hours' drive they were suggesting that to come to a regional town and have Travellers Aid available to them would mean there would be a place, for example, with an adult change table. So for parents who have adult children who they're bringing into the city, a place where they um, you know, have all the facilities that they need and know that it's there so that they can freshen up and then continue on for the rest of that journey. But also a place where they can ask questions perhaps of, well, when I get to Melbourne, what do I do then? And so people can get directed to Traveller's Aid at 
at um, Southern Cross Station. So because this was actually raised in more than one place by several people, uh, we certainly at the Disability Resources Centre would see um, increasing sites for Travellers Aid would be a great thing for people with disabilities. Uh, we would tend to agree with that too, Kiri. I think <laughs> I think they're probably uh, realistically that um, there is no doubt that there would be a need. And I think a good example that we have at the moment is our facility that's based at Seymour Station. So that's our first regional centre. And Seymour is an interesting station, one because it has a number of ramps uh, at the station, there are a number of platforms, and it's an interchange of a number of train lines and also a bus terminus as well. So there is, we found that there is a need for people to transition from um, buses to platforms or platform to platform. But the point you made also around using it as a hub um, where people are coming in. A lot of people don't want to drive in Melbourne, so they'll drive to Seymour and then hop onto a train as well. So um, I think there, there's no um, argument from Travellers Aid that there is a need in a number of regional centres and um, we've done some work ourselves in partnership with uh, PTV around where those needs are and what sort of needs are. So we're hoping that in the future there would be um, some positive outcomes from that research and that we would find ourselves further expanding um, in regional areas as well. And we've got a great partnership with uh, V-Line as well and we know that V-Line are very keen to ensure that a service like ours also exists beyond just Seymour. They've actually contracted us at Seymour. It was an initiative on their behalf. They've understood that their customers need a service like Traveller's Aid in that particular area, and um, they're also aware of other areas, and we're working together with them to see if we can bring some of those other areas into um, reality as well. That would be excellent. Thank you. Yeah, we're hoping so. Elias, is there any hope of Traveller's Aid at Melbourne Airport? Well... Once again, I mean, I've been involved with Travellers Aid for the last 11 years and I know that there have been multiple conversations at different times through my 11 years at Travellers Aid. Um, we're keen to be able to assist people to connect uh, wherever they need to connect and uh, Melbourne Airport certainly is one that's always been on our radar, pardon the pun, but um, uh, it's not a decision that we can make uh, unilaterally. It's something that we have to do in partnership with the airport and uh, that's the approach that we'll probably take moving forward. Thank you very much for joining us today, Elias Lebos, um, Kerry, Luke. Where can people go for more information, um, Kerry, about D- DRC? We have a website at www.drc.org.au and you can actually um, download our public transport transport for all report from that website and our phone number is 9671 that's 9671 thanks and Elias how about Travellers Aid? Yeah not too different to that we have a website as well www.travellersaid.org.au and uh, we can be contacted on 9654 2600. So it's 9654-2600. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR. 
uh, 3CR Digital. Uh, join us next for our next program next month and um, stay tuned for the next show, Completare Belable. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.